Hello and welcome back to the Mom Bod Pod, where it's everything mom, everything bod, and a little bit of everything else in between. I'm your host, my name is Delana Phil, and today's episode is brought to you by the members of the Mom Bod Squad because they requested that I do a podcast on this topic on one of our calls that we had last week. And so here I am, and we are going to be talking about nutrient timing and then also a little bit about nutrition for performance. And I will say, if you are new to tracking your macros or any type of monitoring your food intake, come back to this podcast later. This is not like basic level things. If you're just trying to be consistent with what you're consuming, this is just going to add more to your plate. It's going to add more to your mental load. And it's probably going to be less likely that you're going to hit your goals if you're not already hitting your goals. But if you are someone who is relatively consistent with your goals, whether that be tracking macros or any other type of just like monitoring the foods that you're eating, your nutrition intake, if you're consistent with that, then this is the next step from there. Now we're going to talk about optimizing our nutrition for performance in the gym, for recovery, for um, getting good sleep, all of these things. So one thing that I'm just going to start off with there's a whole lot to go into, but we'll just kind of start talking about peri workout nutrition. So peri meaning like around the time of your workout. So your pre and post meal are going to look pretty similar. However, your pre-workout meal is going to be a little bit different kind of depending on how far away from your workout you're eating your pre-workout meal. So I'll just start talking about your post-workout meal and then we'll backtrack and talk about what that would look like or how like what things we would edit depending on how close or how far away from our workout we are consuming our meal. So your post-workout meal, we want to make sure that it has a good source of carbohydrates. A decent amount of your carbohydrates should be between your pre and your post-workout meal. So we want it to be high in carbohydrates, an average amount of protein. Your protein should be split out equally between meals or close to it. It doesn't need to be like on the dot, but it should be like a good amount of protein at each meal. And then we want to make sure that it is low fat, and low fiber. It doesn't have to have no fiber. In fact, I do recommend pairing like a simple carb and a fruit post-workout. So there will be fiber from your fruit, but we don't want to do anything like oatmeal. I literally had oatmeal as my post-workout meal for three years straight every single day. Now there's nothing wrong with oatmeal. It's super nutrient dense. It's a good source of fiber, but fiber is going to slow down your digestion as is fats. And that's why we want to keep them away from our post-workout meal because after we work out, we want our bodies to be able to start the process of muscle protein synthesis and recovering the muscle that was used during the workout as soon as possible for us to get the most benefit out of that. Now, that does not mean that we need to pound a protein shake and a bunch of carbs in right after our workout. There's no 27 anabolic window that's been debunked. We actually want to wait until our bodies at least return into a parasympathetic state because when you're working out, um, we're taxing our central nervous system. We're putting our bodies in a state of stress. This is a good and healthy stress, but it is still a state of stress where your body is not going to be able to properly digest food. So we're going to want to make sure that we wait to consume our post-workout meal until we can feel that our bodies have kind of come down to a state of homeostasis. At that point, we can talk about consuming our post-workout meal. Um, like I said, we do want to get it in, but it doesn't need to be a rushed thing. Once we're ready for it, then we eat. But we do want to have a good amount of carbs. We do want to have a good amount of protein um, to make sure that the muscle protein synthesis can take place. 
We also need water and sodium to aid in this process. However, we probably increased our water intake around our workout. So I actually wouldn't recommend having like a ton of water with your meals, which that's a whole other thing I could get into, but just making sure that we're not diluting our stomach acid too much by consuming too much water with our meals, because that's going to interfere with digestion. Um, and sodium, as long as we're kind of front loading a little bit more sodium going into our workout, we can just have like an average amount of sodium at that post-workout meal, normally salting your food to taste, or if you have some kind of processed food, even if it's like deli meat or cottage cheese or Greek yogurt or something like that, all of those are going to have a level of sodium in it. Um, just as long as normally there's some, but if you're just having like, say maybe you're having white rice, pineapple, chicken, that's a really solid post-workout meal. Just put some pink salt on it and you're going to be good to go. Um, so now backtracking to our pre-workout meal, it can look similar, especially if you're working out maybe like an hour to an hour and a half from the time that you're eating. Now, if you're working out like two and a half hours after you're eating, then I would add a little bit more fats and a little bit more fiber to that meal because it's going to be okay to slow that digestion down. Otherwise, I would limit fats and fibers in the pre-workout meal. Um, it does also depend what time of day it is. So I work out in the morning. I'm not first thing when I wake up. It's not like I'm a 5 a.m. gym person. I am like a 10 a.m. gym person. So I get my breakfast in, go to the gym, get my lunch. So I do have a little bit of fats in that pre-workout meal, but it's not a whole lot. It's probably like five grams or so. Um, and that's kind of what I would generally recommend if you're going to be right around that hour to an hour and a half window, having some small fat source, but it doesn't want to be like heavy in fats where you're going to feel weighed down. But if you are working out really, or you're eating really close to your workout, maybe you are one of those people that wake up and go straight to the gym and you're like, well, I can't eat anything because I just woke out or I just woke up and I'm not hungry and eating makes me feel nauseous okay, then let's just start by drinking some calories. Like let's put in, maybe let's get like a vanilla um, protein powder, put a scoop of that in with eight ounces of orange juice, shake that bad boy up, put it down. I know a lot of us have probably come from a place, I mean, not maybe not a lot of us, but I personally come from a place where I used to be really scared of drinking calories, but there is definitely a time and place for drinking calories where it's going to be beneficial for us. And this is a way that we can utilize that. Um, because we do want to have a carb source and a protein source in before we start our workout to make sure that muscle protein synthesis is happening um, as we're working out. And so having a liquid form of carbs and a liquid form of protein so that our bodies can quickly, so I mean, you can quickly like consume it physically, but it's also going to be faster digesting for your body because your stomach doesn't have to break down all those food molecules and you're not going to feel as weighed down during your workout because there's less volume than if you were eating a big meal. So I would recommend that at least to start, um, something that you can digest really quick, get right into your workout, some type of juice, some type of protein. Otherwise, if it's a little bit more time or you're comfortable eating first thing in the morning, having um, like a small protein source, like whether it be like maybe Greek yogurt and some fruit um, or rice cakes with like powdered peanut butter and some like a little protein powder mixed in or something like that can all be good ways to get in some food before you go to work out. Um, now, if you work out later in the day, then we can push those like extra carbs, lower fiber foods towards the end of the day. So for me, my first two meals are going to be higher carb, lower fat, lower fiber, average amount of protein. And this is also where I'm going to incorporate simple carbs. 
So any type of quick digesting carb that my body is going to be able to use easily, um, also known as like a lot of fun foods or even fear foods, foods that Pinterest or no one goes on Tumblr anymore. <laughs> um, like, but diet culture is going to tell you not to consume um, things like bagels, cereals, pasta, all of that is beneficial when paired with a workout. It can help fuel your workout and it's going to help recovery and it's going to be a better choice than choosing like a giant salad. So it's okay to consume these foods. We're going to put them right by our workout. Or if you were wanting something in your day that's a little bit higher in sugar, this is a great time to have that too. Whether it be some type of candy or some type of baked good, having that around your workout is going to be the best time of day to consume that. So that's what my first two meals are going to look like. Then my next two meals are going to be lower in carb. They're still going to have some carbs, especially with where my food is at right now, but they're going to be lower in carb. They're going to be higher in fat and they're going to have an average amount of protein. It's also going to be higher in fiber. So for example, my meals three and four are typically based around ground beef. So there's some fat in the beef and then sweet potatoes. And then that has the fiber in it. I'll also normally add in like another type of fruit or some eggs or some peanut butter. These meals are freaking bomb. Okay. Um, but the, that's kind of my, the base of my third and fourth meal right now so that I can make sure that they have more fiber. It's going to be more nutrient dense. It's going to digest slower. So I'm typically hungrier earlier on in the day and I'm a little bit more satiated later in the day because the fiber and the fats are slowing down my digestion. And this is really normal. Um, so there probably is some benefit to working out later in the day because then you start off your day a little bit more full. Um, then you go to bed and that fullness maybe can carry with you a little bit better. Um, but I also don't like working out later in the day personally. So it works better for me to do it in the morning. And so there's that benefit there. That's also a whole other podcast I could get into, like why like the pros and cons of working out at different times of the day, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, so if you have a set amount of macros, I'm just going to kind of throw out some numbers. So say you have 160 grams of protein, and then you're at 220 carbs and 50 fats. Now I'm going to have to try to do all this math in my head. So good luck me. Um, but 160 grams of protein, if you're eating four times a day, we're going to divide it. So you have roughly 40 grams of protein per meal. If you're at 220 carbs, your pre and post workout nutrition, let's give that like maybe 140 grams of carbs between those two meals. So each meal should have roughly about 70. If you want to divide it 60, 80, or like, what would that be? 50, 90. Yeah. Um, that's totally fine too. Then we have 80 carbs left over for the rest of your day. So then you can split that evenly or whatever combination between those other two meals. So then you could do, you know, 40, 40, 30, 50, etc. This is how we break down like a macro goal and make it into a meal plan to optimize our workouts. And then fats, you're at 50. So let's say five pre, five post, that leaves 40, split 20, 20 between your last two meals. Um, fats do have a little bit more calories per gram. So I'd like to see that like a little bit tighter. You wouldn't necessarily want to have a meal with like, you wouldn't want to have another meal at five grams of fat and then have like 35 grams of fat in one meal. You're not going to be able to digest that very well. So if we are talking about like more than 15 grams of fat, I'd want to see it split pretty evenly. So those are my recommendations. And then also keeping your higher fiber foods, except for like a serving of fruit away from your workouts. Um, the other part I wanted to touch on while we're here, actually, there's a couple things. First, when you take your supplements, I actually just meant 
um, responded to a question about this in my stories today, but when we're taking our supplements, a lot of vitamins are going to be fat soluble, which means that it needs to be digested with a fat source in order to be fully digested. So make sure that you're taking your supplements, especially multivitamins or any vitamin based supplements with a higher fat meal. So for me, I don't take my supplements until because I eat like work out in the morning and my first two meals are low in fat. I don't take my supplements until my third meal. So this is like 3 p.m. because they need that fat to digest. Um, so now we got that covered. Also, another thing to note is that carbohydrates can help you sleep. They help release tryptophan and it helps you to go to sleep. So having some carbohydrates at night closer to bedtime, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, it can be really beneficial. Um, I wouldn't recommend having like a meal that's really high fiber or really high fat close to bed. Again, we don't want to be slowing down digestion because then you're probably going to wake up feeling really off. And I know most people, I mean, obviously, why wouldn't you? You like to wake up and be able to go to the bathroom or have a bowel movement like earlier in the morning. We don't want to like walk around kind of feeling gross all day and like waiting for that to happen. First thing in the morning is ideal. It's oftentimes a sign of a good digestion. So let's not put a bunch of fats and a bunch of fibers in like an hour before we go to bed. If you're eating like three hours before you go to bed, that's probably going to be fine. But if you're eating like an hour and an hour and a half before you go to bed, let's just stick to some carbs, some protein, maybe a little bit of fat, a little bit of fiber, just nothing really dense, nothing too heavy. We don't want to prolong digestion while we're sleeping um, because we're not going to be prioritizing digestion in our sleep. And then... Another thing to note that I, I sort of noted, um, but we want to make sure that our digestion is good to go when we go to work out. We don't want to be bogged down. We don't want to be heavy. Um, and we should be able to feel like our food has digested, kind of gone through our system. Like we don't feel like heavy in our gut about 90 minutes after each meal. So if we're not feeling that, then that means that maybe we need to move our meal back away from our workout or just consume less food because it obviously is also going to depend on the amount of food that you're consuming and how long it takes for you to fully digest that food. But we are, well, we are roughly going to want 90 minutes to be able to digest that food. So that's why if we are going to have fats or fibers in that meal, I recommend keeping it at least 90 minutes away from our sleep or from our workout. Um, and then also avoiding things around your workout that are really high volume. And for an athlete, someone who's trying to drive performance, I'm going to recommend staying away from a lot of high volume foods in general. Um, so high volume foods are going to be foods that are larger in volume per the amount of calories that they're providing. It's basically vegetables, <laughs> um, to be honest with you, or Things maybe like vegetable-based pastas. Again, it kind of comes back to vegetables, but foods that are going to make you feel more full while giving you less actual calories are not going to be ideal for performance in the gym. Um, the reason being is high-volume foods are going to sit in their gut, sit in your gut. It's going to take longer to digest, and even away from your workout, if we are consuming these in large amounts, then it begins to ferment in our gut. And that's where we see gut issues. Um, things like SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth are often caused by over consuming high volume foods or not consuming vegetables in an appropriate way. There is nothing wrong with vegetables. We just don't want a diet that's largely based on vegetables, especially if they're raw and uncooked vegetables. Um, Cooking the vegetables is going to kind of begin the process of breaking the food down, which is going to leave your stomach less work to do, which will make these vegetables more easy for you to digest. 
And again, there's nothing wrong with vegetables. It's just that when we have large amounts of food in our stomach and we're not allowing ourselves to feel like cleared out and our food being thoroughly digested in between meals, then things start to stack on and ferment. So we do want to avoid large amounts of these. So instead of maybe like basing your meal around a salad, I would rather see someone have like a rice-based meal and then some veggies on the side. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially if it's like, hey, you're going to have 30 grams of carbs with this meal. I do not want you getting 30 grams of carbs from broccoli. Maybe get 25 of your grams of carbs from rice and then five grams of your carbs from broccoli. And these are just examples. Obviously, you can eat different vegetables. You can eat a different source, uh, carb source than rice. It was just the first thing to come to mind. Um, so I think I pretty much covered everything and I'm really proud of myself for keeping it less than 20 minutes this time. Um, but yeah, so we'll just stop it here. If you guys have any questions, please hit my DMs. My Instagram is fit.mama.d. You can also find me on Facebook if you want to. <laughs> my name is Delana Phil. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in the world with my name, so that makes it easy. I'm also Delana Phil on TikTok, um, but I'm pretty much mostly on Instagram at fit.mama.d, where I give lots more tips on fitness and nutrition. Um, and a lot of encouragement for all the mamas out there who are looking to find themselves again. So hop in my DMs if you found me on like through podcasting. I would love to chat with you. Otherwise, you guys have a great rest of your day.